Hey guys, welcome to the Pretty and Witty Podcast with me, Elena, and my best friend, Kim. Have you ever been processing with a friend and out of it comes a profound revelation that you wish you would have recorded? From that idea, this podcast was formed. Elena and I have been best friends for many years, so we figured why not just dialogue about our daily lives, our dreams, and our discoveries with the Lord. So we hope you enjoy these conversations and get a little insight into who we are and learn to embrace the truth of who God made you to be and how he made you to live. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pretty and Witty podcast. We are so excited to be here with you again this week. And I am extremely excited for today's episode because we get to put the spotlight on Elena and hear more about her journey. And something that I admire most about her is this very hard time that she went through um, where she had to lay down some of her dreams for the dreams that God had for her. And I had the privilege of actually walking through life with her in that season and seeing how she faced every decision and every challenge and everything that was thrown at her. And so since I admired how she handled that so well and just like the strength that she has, I wanted her to share her story with us today and maybe I'll ask her a few questions. But can you just kind of walk us through what that looked like, Elena, and like what your dream was and how long you had that dream and, you know, how how that kind of unfolded in your life. Yeah, this pretty much started my whole life. I think I've always been a very hardworking driven person, especially when it came to academics. Um, I think I realized a little bit later on in life that it was a lot of my identity, I think was actually formed. So my whole life I was working towards this dream of, being an occupational therapist. My mom is an an occupational therapy assistant. And when, you know, she was going back to school and starting to get into this profession, I would just, she would come home and she would just share stories. And there was just something about the stories that she was sharing that just, I related to, and I really love people and I love to take care of people. And I have an especially big heart for elderly people. Um, yes, and so do. I just think they're so cute and they tell the best stories and they're so wise. And yeah, I think you can just learn. I love the idea of learning by somebody else's life experience. So my whole life was just focused on being the best. I graduated high school in the top 10% of my class. I went into university. I graduated college um, with honors with like almost a 3.9 GPA, like just very much everything I, what I did was I want to excel at, I want to be the best. And my, everything I was doing was working towards getting into grad school. Um, So yeah, my senior year of college, I applied and there was one particular program. It was in my home state of Texas. And at the time they might still be, but they were like ranked like the top, I think, program in the country. Wow. And this would be a dream to get in. Um, 
So I applied and I got an interview. I actually made a post about it. It actually popped up on my timeline, I think a week or two ago. I remember exactly where I was. We were at uh, Five Loaves. Five Loaves. And I got the email that said, we were so pleased to you know, offer you an interview spot. And this was my dream school. And it just felt like everything was falling into place. Everything that I had worked really hard for my whole life was paying off. So I went, had my interview. I didn't really know what to expect. I thought it went okay, but I just realized like a lot of these people that were applying for school was like, this had been like their second or third time applying. So I was, yeah, competing with people that had been trying into this program for a while. Just remember the day also when I found out that I did not get accepted. I was at the computer lab on campus And I knew I shouldn't have opened it there because I was like, this could go either really great and I'm going to scream in front of the whole lab (laughs) or this could go really bad and I'm going to be a mess. But I opened it anyways and I was pretty much in shock. I ended up being like, okay, I told my friend, I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't be here. I got to go. So I like just pretty much ran out of there. I walked home. Luckily, nobody else was home. I think at the time I went into our bathroom. I locked myself in there. I like Mm -hmm. sat on the floor and just bawled like for, I think, and this is not an exaggeration. I think for like two hours, I just cried and cried and cried on the bathroom floor and being so angry at God because leading up to this, I had felt like I had so many prophetic words. Like I had, I felt like I had affirmations, like that this was the direction I was supposed to take for my life. Like this was what I had worked so hard for. And so it was not in, not just being incredibly sad, but also so confused. And it was really hard. I end up getting this job at, I graduate college. I end up getting this job at a rehab hospital. And that job felt like it was God. Like getting that job, it just fell into my lap unintentionally. It would be, you know, I would be the the rehab tech for the occupational therapy and the physical therapy department. And I was like, okay, maybe this is what I need. I just lack the job experience and the practical experience of, you know, working in this field. But I hadn't given up hope after. I was just like, no, like, I want to do this. I feel like I'm made to do this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to work at the hospital and I'm going to reapply for schools. And then honestly, that second year was even harder. I didn't get an interview into any program that I had applied for. And it was crazy to me because I'm like, I got an interview for a top school with having no work experience. Now I have a year's worth of hands-on experience. I'm great at my job. And I'm like, I have nothing. And this was also while I was living in the town that my university was in. So I was still living in Huntsville and I was commuting to work. So I was still involved in the campus ministry that we were a part of. And after this second time of like not getting into grad school, there was this like come to Jesus moment because I was like, I had had enough. I was like, okay, God, this is it. You and me, 
we're talking about this because I need answers. I'm like, what do you want me to do here? Because I feel like you've been all over this. This is what I want. I've had words that confirm like, this is what I want to do. My dream was not just to be an occupational therapist, but also to eventually open my own practice. There's a lot of people that are in healthcare and the medical profession that probably shouldn't be, if I'm honest. They, they just lack this compassion piece. I'm telling you right now, I'm not willing to lay this thing down. So don't ask me to, because I will not pick you. Like I'm going to pick this thing. I've worked my whole life for this. And then when it didn't happen again, there was just this moment of like, okay, I need to stop being stubborn. And like, there was an opportunity that was presented to me. Like I said, I was still involved in the ministry while I was working full time and there was an opportunity to do an internship program with them. And I was just like, so against it because my whole life I was like, God, I love you, but I, I want a career. I don't want to do full-time ministry. That's not what I want for my life. I want a job that will make me money. Um, (laughs) I had friends that, that were so about ministry and wanted to do overseas missions. And I never felt called to that. So for me, it wasn't even a fully selfish thing about having a job that made me money because I was like, I want to have a job that makes me money because I will send all my friends that want to be on the mission field. I will fully fund everything that you want to do. I don't want to be in ministry. I want a career. And there was just this moment of, of me having to face the reality that maybe God had something different. And it was just so, it was hard to do. So after being stubborn for a long time and then me, you know, I finally conceded and I was like, okay, fine. Like this is is a really big desire in my heart. This is what I want. I'll be open. So like, I think in doing that, then this opportunity to be in full-time ministry came up and you guys, I had a job that I really liked that made me money for the first time in my life. I had benefits. I was like, I don't even know what that's like. Like, (laughs) It just felt like the mark of success. You know, like you graduate college. I've worked for this my whole life. I have a job. That's great. It makes me money. I feel like an adult. And then to have God ask me to to potentially lay that down, to then do full-time ministry where I have to ask people (laughs) to support me on a monthly basis because I'm not allowed to work is very hard and very humbling. This is going to sound like such a Christianese thing, but I just need you to know that I, I haven't experienced what I felt in this moment very often. Like, I think I can look back throughout my life and maybe say two, maybe three times where I have experienced like the tangible, overwhelming presence of peace. And I knew it was God because I was so against it before that I couldn't even explain why I was suddenly having a change of heart. Because I had told God, I'm not going to lay this down. So do not ask me. And now I can't deny it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm quitting my job and I'm about to apply to be in full-time ministry. And I was still so scared because I knew like I had come to terms with this in a way because of this crazy supernatural experience that I had. I was like, I have to call my mom. And I didn't want to tell her over the phone. I was like, this deserves a conversation in person to be like, hey, I'm I'm quitting my first big girl job that makes me self, self-sufficient and all of this stuff. And I remember calling her and I was terrified. 
terrified. I just remember her, I told her and it was like silent on the other end. And I was like, I don't even know if she's still there. And then I just hear her crying. And I'm like, because how do I tell my mom? Like everything that we've worked for, like my mom worked her butt off to be able to put me through school so that I wouldn't have to work when I was in college or even take out loans. I ended up quitting my job. You know what's crazy? And I'm just now thinking about this in the moment is there was a moment when I worked at the hospital that I actually had been laid off and it was super short. It didn't last very long, but I remember like going in a closet and just crying again because I'm like, what is happening? Like, it just feels like every time I'm trying to move in this direction, stuff just keeps changing. He asked me to lay it down. It was a wrestle, but I felt peace like I had never felt before and still really haven't felt in a moment like that to this day that I just knew that I 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 needed to do that. So, so now, I mean, you're in ministry school (laughs) or you just graduated ministry school. So looking back on that choice that you made, like what, what dream has God given you? Like you laid down your dream. So now what's God's dream for you or how has how has God kind of made things right with you? <laughs> I think I'm still in the process of that because I think there is still, there is still a part of me that's like, God, I don't want to, I don't even know if I want to do full-time ministry. Yeah. Because there are things that I still have such a heart for. And it, it is hard because, because of what I went through then, I still wrestle with God between, Hey, this is what I want, but I still really want to do what you want because I've seen that pay off. Mm-hmm. Never would I thought that I would move from Texas to come to ministry school, live in California, or just like the the people that I got to meet that have become a part of my life. Like I would yeah. have never crossed paths with them had my life worked out any differently. So in some ways, I'm still trying to figure out what that dream, what my story looks like. It's I know it's still being written and I'm still learning every single day. To, to give those things to God. Still hard some days. Like it is still this choice of like having to tell myself, I know that there's things that I want for my life, but history has told me that even though I didn't understand what God was doing or asking of me then, I look back and see that he's given me something far better than I could have ever dreamed for myself because none of this was ever a thought in my mind, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. I'm like I said, I'm still trying to figure that out. I'm still learning to be really open and dream with God about, okay, God, how can I bring my personal dream or those with what you want for my life? And I feel like, I mean, as you've talked, like God can still use those passions, like that compassion you have for people to be cared for well, like, or even being in the medical field, who knows you know, what your life is going to look like in the future. But I think you said it exactly right. Like you laying down what you wanted and seeing what to see what God wanted, you realize this so much better than going on with your own plan. But knowing that what's next, God can still use those desires and those passions and those 
um, strengths that you have wherever he takes you. Well, thank you so much for letting us into probably such a hard time in your life. Just showed me how strong you are and like how easily it could have been to stay in your stubborn ways and be like, no, God, I am choosing this over you. And like, you could have completely even walked away from the Lord. You know what I mean? Like, it shows me how much strength, how much courage, how much, gosh, just I admire you as a person so much for what you've walked through. And so thank you for letting us into that, um, that challenge that you had to go through. And hopefully people who might be going through something similar um, can learn from your story. Yeah. I think the last thing I'd say is I think that's where like knowing who God truly is, is everything because I went through one of the hardest things and I don't know how I would have done that without the Lord. And, and I know that probably sounds like cheesy or cliche, but honestly, even in moments where I'm like, I disagree with God, I don't like what he's doing or I don't understand Like, I think it's valid that I experienced all those things, but because I knew who God really was, even in the midst of those big questions and those big quote unquote hurts on my end, I knew, well, God's got to, he's going to have to come through. He's going to have to fix it Yeah. because I knew I could trust him. So getting to experience the truth, the truth of who God is really does sustain you. That's so good. Just like in every episode, we like to ask a question for you guys to get to know us a little bit more on like a superficial fun kind of way. So the question of this episode is, what was your like childhood dream? I don't think when you were a little kid, you wanted to be an OT. So what was, yeah, your childhood dream? What if I said yes? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm a smart little kid. <laughs> no, um, no. Actually, my childhood dream was my dream up until I got into high school. So that's when it switched from what I'm about to say to being an occupational therapist. But I always wanted to be um, a veterinarian. Well, uh, me on the other hand, <laughs> maybe not so, um, not so. Uh, let's help people I my my desire was which this is surprising to probably everyone is I wanted to be an actress and when I say that I mean I literally took acting classes and if you knew me as a kid I was the most like quiet shy little girl ever so acting classes were miserable and I hated like being in front of people and doing public speaking and performing so I don't it's so crazy because I'm like I don't even know why that was my dream except I I remember in third grade we had to write a book like where will your life be in 20 years which funny thing is I said I would have 10 kids (laughs) girl that's a lot um which it's probably 20 years from third grade and I don't have 10 kids right now well you probably Um, have more because you're a teacher right so you have at least 10 in your classroom (gasps) 
I do have 10 in my classroom. That's Look weird. at that. Okay. <laughs> You're prophetic even back then, girl. What the heck? But something that made me feel less superficial about wanting to be an actress is like, well, in that book I put, I wanted to be a Disney Channel star, which means I could <laughs> I sing love and act. <laughs> but like my whole heart in what I wrote was because I wanted like greater influence on the world. So I was like, okay, who has the most, um, who's able to reach the most people while well, famous people are? So I, yeah, and Disney. <laughs> so I was like, so that's why I want to be on Disney because I want to reach the most people, which still is kind of true to the core of who I am. Like, I want to reach people, not for acting and singing, but for Jesus. So <laughs> I, I wasn't that. as superficial as a little girl, but. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week.